This is part one of Lindsay's previously recorded webinar, The Problem with Privilege. We just wanted this information to be available to everybody. So if you hear Lindsay mention slides, sharing her screen or anything like that, that's why. As always, if you have any questions, you can visit her website linked in the show notes below or email connect at lindsaypullmancoaching.com. Enjoy and stay tuned for part two. Have you ever wondered why you aren't getting the results, relationships, or life that you want, or why some of your clients run into the same problems? I'm certified life coach, Lindsay Pullman, and I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just more to understand about the multifaceted beauty of the human body. I believe that being trauma-informed is an essential standard of care for coaches, and I'm here to support life coaches who recognize that there is so much more than mindset work when it comes to supporting ourselves and our clients responsibly. So glad you're here. Come on in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to my live call on the problem with privilege in the coaching industry and what we can do about it. My goal really is to just address problems, address things that I have seen in the coaching industry over the last five plus years. And because I really do believe that if we address, if we approach this with, with open eyes, approach problems with open eyes, I really do believe that shining light on shadows can bring consciousness to something. And with consciousness on shadows, it can dissolve shadows. And so with that being said, with the problems that I, that I have potentially seen in the coaching industry, I think talking about it with where we're acknowledging what's there with an eye on where we're going, what we want to create with respect to this community, as far as safety is concerned, I think a lot can happen. I think we can go a long way. And so we're going to get rolling and I have a slideshow, but I almost feel like maintaining as much of a discussion as possible could be great too. So I'm going to pop in and out from slides back to me, but what we'll do is we'll just dive in and I'll share with you what my plan is so that you know what to expect during the call. And we'll just go from there. And as I'm talking, is any if you have any questions that you're going to want answered at the end of the call, just start putting them in now. And if you have questions as I'm explaining anything or talking about anything, go ahead and put them in now. I want to make sure that you get your questions answered. And my goal is to leave enough time at the end of the call for a spill the tea respectfully portion that would that will be off the record just because I also think there's something to be said for being willing to discuss this stuff in an open communicative way where not everything is reported. And so with that, I'm going to share my screen. Just know too, during this webinar, pay attention to yourself as you're listening. And if you notice any resistance in your body, if you notice any resistance or tightness, make sure that you're so kind and gentle to yourself. The goal is to be curious with yourself and really loving and compassionate because a lot of us inherited our privilege. And so we don't need to blame ourselves for that. I think it can just be really powerful to acknowledge that it's there. So if you're here on this call, make sure you celebrate that too. And if you notice some slight activation, go ahead and just check in with yourself. And if you have any little exercises you can do to help yourself calm down, you can do some butterfly tapping. You can just check with your body, see how you're carrying yourself, sit back a little, you can tap your knees, tap your feet. You can focus on your peripheral vision. And if you need more ideas, go ahead and ask in the question and answer channel. Okay. So this call might be for you if you like helping people. 
or maybe they've called for you because you have been privy to, or maybe perhaps you've witnessed people that have been harmed in the coaching industry. You've seen certain coaching practices, even if they were taught as best practices, hurt people, right? Or maybe you've been potentially harmed. Maybe you have come out of coaching programs feeling like what the crap just happened. Like, why was I not feeling safe with that coach or anything like that? And so maybe this is a call for you. And if, if that's the case, then my hope for you is that you'll come away feeling really validated. Oh, that makes sense. There wasn't something wrong with me. Okay. You might be here because there's more for you to understand about these systems to better support yourself, your clients, and your business. Okay. So what we're going to talk about again is we're going to talk about privilege bubbles. So this is just some stuff I'm going to teach you guys. We're going to talk about privilege bubbles, what they are, inherent hierarchies, unconscious superiority, and the illusion of linearity and how that can affect us without us even knowing as clients and also as coaches in the coaching industry. And just learning about this is already going to do so much for how you are running your business or how you treat yourself or see yourself with respect to the way you're living or your life or carrying yourself. So we're going to learn about those. And we're also going to just talk about like things we can do to kind of counter some of these problems that are happening. Easily implementable strategies around what to do instead. You're going to come away feeling more validated and seen. And tomorrow you'll receive a free privilege and oppression workbook that's going to help you dial into your own intersectionality point with respect to privilege and oppression. And also know more about how to support your clientele and minimize or eliminate harm. Okay. I really like to embody this goal of do no harm. And I know we can't, we can't put a stake on someone else's safety, but there's so much we can do with coaches to set up an environment that's incredibly conducive to safety and healing and things like that. And so to me, safety is at the crux of everything. And even though we can't create safety for someone else, we really can. There's a lot that we can do on our end that I go deeper on in my certification programs to really support, to create fertile grounds for that for our clients. So it's easier for them to lean into it. Okay. All right. So yes. And then also just, you'll see how adding a trauma-informed lens, I'm going to just talk to you briefly at the end about how it can support your relationship with yourself and others, your confidence as a coach, your healing growth results that your clients get, but, and also in turn your bottom line. Okay. And then again, like I said, the spill the tea respectfully portion of the call where you can ask anything you want and you can start asking right now if you want, and then we'll make sure that we address it at the end of the call. Okay. And sometimes those go long and sometimes they don't. And so we'll just see what happens today with whatever questions you guys have. All right. And again, my promise today is that you'll just walk away from this call knowing more how to support yourself as a business owner, as a coach, as human, and how to validate your lived experience, especially if you've been negatively affected by some of these coaching practices in the coaching industry today, or yeah, basically that. <laughs> okay. What I see too is like with a, a lot of, a lot of the challenges today around starting your own business, it's just a lot of noise. Like we see a lot of stuff and we live up here in our heads. We're very conditioned and socialized as women to live up here. And so a lot of the work that I do with my clients is really to help them get out of here and get in here, right? Start living, living from their body, living from their soul and making decisions from their intuition. And what often needs to come first is that nervous system safety and things like that. And a big reason why I'm doing this call today, because it's not the most comfortable thing to talk about, but it's just something that I've seen enough happening over the years in the coaching industry, where I don't think 
When we talk about best practices or practices that are doing harm, I don't think, I haven't seen a lot of coaches address this too much, or maybe I haven't seen like a lot of the white coaches doing really well, be willing to address this topic. And so I will just say, even though as I decided what to talk about say, and it just dropped in so clearly, as I was finalizing everything before the call today, I was, it, it feels a little, I don't know, I'm a little nervous talking about some of the stuff because these are observations I've made based on people that I've seen, people I know, people I love, but also in the name of people who don't feel seen or don't feel validated and are self-gaslighting and self-blaming because they can't get it right. Like these other coaches, I want to make sure that we're a voice for that too. We provide a voice for more people. And that's why another reason why I think bringing a trauma-informed lens into your coaching practice, it will help you be so much more inclusive of the spectrum of a whole. Okay. All right. So the first thing I'm going to speak to with respect to that, with respect to that is we're going to speak about privilege levels, inherent hierarchies. Actually, I'm going to share my screen and, and then I'll stop the share. So with respect to what we're speaking to today, we're going to have a little section, like a phase one, where we speak to privilege bubbles, inherent hierarchies, unconscious superiority, and the illusion of linearity, and how much I see this in the coaching industry today, and then and what that means. And then, again, these strategies, but also like also what we can do instead, okay? So We'll, this is like where we'll go. And with each one that I talk about, I'll talk about a strategy, something that we can do instead. And then we'll speak to how having a trauma-informed lens and a lens of understanding systems of patriarchy, systems of oppression and privilege, how that can also really be a benefit for you as you develop out your coaching practice. And that's why in my certifications, I have a module set on feminism and things like that because context matters and understanding having words to put to your lived experience matters. And as coaches, helping people and teaching people what that providing language so that they can pick and choose what their lived experiences can be really helpful. Okay. So when I speak to, when I speak to privilege and, and privilege bubbles, one thing that I like to think about is almost, this is the picture that comes to my mind when I think of what has happened when we don't have a trauma-informed lens with respect to the coaching industry, if we were like a bell curve, if there's like a bell curve of coaches, I think what happens is, I think what happens sometimes is a coach in a place of position or in a position of privilege or power figures out a way to do the thing, right? So they figure out a way to make this much money or get to this space or something like this, okay? And here's their route was this, okay? And then once they figure that out, <clears throat> they might say something like, I, I don't want to get into all of it, but basically offering this truth that their how is the how for everybody else without recognizing that so much more is going on and humans are so much, are, are so unique, right? And so what happens is this person makes it work and they've got their way that they did it, their how, but then from their states of privilege and not recognizing, not having a trauma-informed lens, not understanding intersectionality and marginalization and things like that. Basically saying, look, I can do it this way, then humanity can do it this way, okay? And what happens sometimes is coaches or other aspiring coaches or other people 
for the, I think we ha probably have a lot of women on this call. So we might think what happens sometimes, and I'll speak to this in a little bit too, is we might unconsciously put them in a one up position. And we're like, okay, so she did it this way. Let's do it this way so that we can have this result. But the thing is, she is not you and you're not her. Okay. And her level of privilege, and it's not even like a level, it's more of an intersectional point of privilege is different than yours. Okay. And so it's possible that out of the spectrum of humanity, there might be a share of coaches that can take this, try this route and actually get amazing results too. Okay. But then if this share of coaches do this, and get these results too. And then they start touting the same thing as this coach that it's this way and that it's not this way or this way. We all think that it needs to be this way. And when we can't do it that way, we like self-blame, we self-gaslight and things like that. And in my eyes, being trauma-informed is a way to really speak and teach in a way where we're opening up speaking and teaching and using diction and qualifiers and language where we open up this truth that like, yes, everything, everyone can get this, but it might look different. It might not look like going all in, right? Like when I first certified as a coach, there was a little bit of an energy of prove you're all in, <laughs> prove you're all in by quitting your job and just going all in. And I saw so many people, I, and it just sucked because maybe for these people, they were able to, because they may have had enough buffers, buffers and things in place, a husband or a partner that were working and making plenty of money. Maybe they had enough in place so that they could do that and it could work while they kept their nervous system regular maintained because they always knew they had that. But if we don't speak to that and then we say, you can do it, just go all in and prove it like I did. Then what, what's happening is there are other coaches trying, quitting their jobs or trying to do it that way. And then they would just freeze up. Their nervous system would freak out. And it made so much sense because they were, were all in different intersectionality points. Okay. So by level of privilege, I don't mean higher or lower, just intersectional points. And I was so grateful for some of the coaches that I was working with at the time or just interacting with at the time where they really brought in this importance and focus on safety and nervous system stuff. And I was also grateful that, that I didn't do that. I had a, a really good job as an accountant and it was, it was part-time and things like that. But there, but there, I will say there was a part of me that was like, oh yeah, maybe I'm not brave enough to do it that way. But then I started seeing the fallout of that and realized, oh, okay, maybe this is fine. And that's just one example of a, like a best practice or something that was taught to do it this way. Where again, if we don't qualify our language or understand that everybody's at different spaces and everyone is privileged and oppressed in a different spot, then certain language that does work for some just doesn't work for all. And then as women, a lot of us are socialized and conditioned to self-blame. And so if we think this is the path and we can't figure it out with their, some people's specified path, then we just turn a lot of that inward. And it, and then just can and spiral too. And so if this has happened to you in some way, whether it was that all in idea or something else, just want you to know, I see you, I hear you and you're amazing right where you are. Okay. And so 
with this, I'm going to speak to a term. I don't know. You could Google it. Maybe someone's already talked about it. But what I'm going to speak to is just this idea of privilege bubbles. Okay. And with privilege bubbles, there's two main points that I'm going to talk, speak to. And one is your experience isn't my experience. So it's less valid. And the second is people benefiting from the system, failing to see the clear, the clear vulnerability points or things that might not work for everybody. Okay. And again, this idea of your experience isn't my experience. So it's less valid or it might not be true. It's something that I see a lot, especially because I grew up in a pretty, in a high demand religion. And so in the privilege bubble that I grew up in, I, I grew up in a pretty solid privilege bubble. It was in a hub of conservative Christianity. And because of the bubble, it was hard to see outside of the bubble, right? Because all of my reference points were other people inside this specific upper middle class privilege bubble. And thankfully I had a dad who grew up in a different state, different privilege bubble. And so in our family, he was able to meld his with my mom's, of course. And then I was able to see a little bit beyond where a lot of my friends saw. I grew up in an area where it was like looked down on to feed homeless people. And luckily that's not how my dad rolled. But I remember in my circles of friends, if, if someone saw me give money to a homeless person, they would tell me I was doing something wrong. And I remember having to hide that part of me because I wanted to fit in or whatever. And even though I feel like I was raised in a way to see a little bit beyond it, it doesn't mean I wasn't immune to hearing phrases like, that's not how I see it. I know a lot of people and they don't see it that way. And that's something that I hear a lot, especially as an adult. It's like when people start sharing their lived experience, their truth. And then we say, well, I see it differently. I know a lot of people and they don't see it that way. It can just be really discounting and dismissive. And I think it can do harm, right? There's this comic that I saw, <laughs> that I saw today. It was a comic of, it showed these two eagles and they were like reading the paper together. And one eagle said to the other eagle, it, the eagle was like, do you think owls are predators? And the other eagle looked up thought and was like, no. And then that, the first owl that asked the question, yeah, I thought so too. And then it showed another, another comic thing. And, and that owl was like, I don't know what that mouse was complaining about. And then the other owl was just like, yeah. Okay. And so I think that tries it home so much. Certain things can be triggering to some that aren't to others. And just because they're not triggering to you doesn't mean they aren't to others. And so just really trusting that like, your fishbowl is different than someone else's. And as we develop more understanding of humanity and people and soul and people's souls and other people's lived experiences, we can do so much more to help create an environment that's supportive and safe for a lot of people. Okay. And yes, we all grew up in our own cultural fishbowls, no matter where they are. And until you recognize that there are other colors, other shades, it can feel like there is just your way. But again, Jumping bowls or just connecting with people in other bowls and listening can do so much to dissolve that problem. Okay. I see certain parts of the coaching industry are set up to be inherently privileged. And I think part of it is just because I think the pendulum is shifting back to more accessible coaching for people. I think it swung over to being pretty high end expensive for a lot of people, at least in some of the circles that I was in. I, I do think the pendulum is swinging back. But with that, I still think aspects of the coaching industry are inherently privileged because insurance doesn't cover things like that. And so it's almost like we have 
paying clientele who have enough money to pay for this. Okay. And so it's almost some certain aspects or programs that might have members that have a certain level of privilege. And so again, if we just think prove you're all in by cashing in your 401k when you're 90 years old, not, and I don't want to presume that's like the wrong thing to do because all humans are resourceful and worthy at whole. So it's not about knowing those things, but also just paying attention to people's nervous systems are in different spaces. People, everyone's in different spaces. And the big solution to these privilege bubbles that, that I'm speaking to is just to listen. If we want to learn more about humanity, if we want to learn about different groups that are more marginalized, especially if you identify as a white, Christian, heteronormative human, when it comes to problems like systemic racism and, and different things like that, let's just try listening. Okay. And, and that's, that's the advice that a lot of black people offer is please just listen. Please try to say, oh, that's not all white people. What if we just listen? So that's actually my simple solution or strategy for that. But I think just being aware of privilege bubble and that we all probably live in a certain privilege bubble and getting clear on what that might look like for you and maybe where some blind, blind privilege has been in the past, it'll go so far with helping you and your clients and things like that. Okay. Now, another thing with respect to privilege bubbles, this is a sticky thing that I was nervous to speak to. And it does still, it feels a little tougher to say this, but also I think it's important to say and speak to. Hey, come and join us in this revolution. Gotta crawl before we walk this in revolution. So are you ready to become a part of our forever community of trauma-informed coaches? Go to lindsaypullman.com and see if my advanced certification is a fit for you. And we ready to heal is what we pursuing. Coaches change lives, it's what we doing. This the place to be, no need to panic see. We got each other's backs in this healing community. Wanna know the facts? It's simple. When we coming together, yeah, we got unity. 